God. We're here this morning believing, believing God's going to do something in this house. Use this good man this morning. Everybody, let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit this morning. Wonder, would you lift your voice? Would you hand clap all across the house of the Lord this morning? Come, anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I wonder, would you exalt his name with me for a few more moments? He's worthy. Come on, how many knows he's worthy in this house this morning? Come on, he is able. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, amen, amen. What a wonderful God we serve. Amen. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord, to give him praise and glory and honor. I know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen. That anything is possible. Amen. There's folks here this morning, I'm sure that you have needs in your life. Amen. And you're at the right place to leave knowing that God has touched you that God has forever changed your life. Amen. Anybody else believe that with me in the house of the Lord this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning with verse number 11. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning with verse number 11. Amen. Once again, I want to give honor to uh, Pastor Moore uh, and his wife, Sister Moore. Amen. Thank them for their faithful service and dedication to the Lord and to the house of the Lord. How many is thankful for your pastor and pastor's wife? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Also give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears. Amen. I was so thankful that he got to come be with us uh, Tuesday night. Amen. And he put your pastor on uh, short notice, so he'll be at our church this coming up Thursday night. Amen. So if you're tired of hearing me preach, just try, travel on down to Picayune. Amen. You can hear your pastor preach down there. Amen. Unless he backed out, I guess they still got that scheduled. Amen. I might have let the cat out of the bag. I don't know. Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning with verse number 11. says, Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. God told Ezekiel, you let my people know that I'm going to open up their graves, and I'm going to bring them out of their hopelessness, bring them out of their despair, and bring them into the promise that I have given and spoken over their life. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together. 
And one more time, all across the house of the Lord, Lord Jesus. And God, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you'd empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. And God, I pray that you would fill me with your holy anointing. God, I admit my dependence upon you. God, use me as a tool, as an instrument for your glory. God, anoint every ear to hear your word. God, Lord, I pray that your anointing would bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free. God, that your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage and lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of your people. God, Lord, cause somebody out of darkness into your marvelous light, God. Uh, let there be healing and restoration here in the house of the Lord this morning, God. Uh, Lord, and if any good thing would happen in this house today, God, let it be said that it's because uh, of your anointing. One more time, let's clap our hands together. I wonder if somebody shout out the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, how many believes there's power in that name? Hallelujah. What a wonderful name, the mighty name of Jesus. God, I glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Amen, I want to preach to you this morning on a simple subject the Lord has laid on my heart. Amen, the God who robs graves. Amen, the God who robs graves. Now, grave robbing is probably about as low on the list of crimes as it can get. Amen. People don't look uh, too kindly or too fondly on people that stoop so low as to uh, dig down into a grave and to break off, uh, to break open a coffin and, and there to extract valuable items out of that. It's seen as a sacred thing that the resting place is uh, looked on as a place that should not be bothered and a place that should not be fooled with. And people stoop so low that uh, they're willing to look beyond what anybody would think about them or what anybody would say about them because uh, they realize that there is some potential there that they could uh, become wealthy or, or they could better themselves with. So they, they get to the point where they don't really care or mind what other people think about them. And they stoop down to that low level and they become a grave robber and they take valuables off of the dead. And, and whatever they might find, they're, they're not scared to get their hands dirty because they, they know in their heart there is potential uh, uh, to find some type of treasure here in this grave. And can I tell you this morning about a God that is not afraid to get his hands dirty. Can I tell you this morning about a God that's not afraid to roll up his sleeves and dig through the dirt and the chaos and the junk of this life and reach down to a place where there is somebody that is hurting and somebody that is broken on the inside and somebody that is crying out for help saying, I cannot do it on my own. I cannot I do it by myself. God looks past all the junk and it doesn't matter what anybody else says. He sees the potential that is on the inside of that grave and he says it doesn't matter what you think right now. When I have opened up your grave and called you out, you will know that I am your God and there's nobody like me. I come to preach to you this morning about a God that looks past the junk. He looks past the filth. He looks past the failures and says, I wonder what I can make out of this vessel. I wonder what I can do with this one that is dead in their sins. I wonder what I can use them for in my presence and in my glory. Hallelujah. Looks beyond the faults. Looks beyond 
the mistakes and the failures. Looks beyond the inadequacies. Looks beyond the feelings of I'm not enough. And I'm unloved, and I'm broken, and I'm bruised, and I'm battered. And he sees something on the inside of you and something on the inside of me that he says all that needs to happen in their life is that if I could just get my hands on them, if I could somehow tear away the things that have been piled on top of them, if I could somehow just push to the side those things that have tried to silence them and those things that have tried to weigh down upon them, and hold them in a place where there's no growth and there's no hope and there's no future. If I could somehow get them to that place where they understand I serve a God that reaches in to the darkest places. I serve a God that reaches way down beneath what any man could ever reach. I serve a God that reaches way down farther than any doctor could ever reach. I serve a God that reaches down way farther than any psychologist could ever reach when he reaches down into the very heart of man and says I see you and I have a plan for your life I have my hand on you people of Israel feel like all hope is lost they've cried out to God And they're talking amongst themselves. And they're saying our bones are very dry. They're saying we are cut off. And there is no hope for us. We are finished. We have been put into our graves. The stone has been rolled in front of the cave opening. And now we are forever concealed in this place of hopelessness. In this dark, miserable, lonely place. But God said, man of God, I want you to bring my people a word. And tell them that I'm not finished moving and working in their lives. But there's going to come a time and a moment when I'm going to call out to them and I'm going to open up their graves but not only am I going to open up their graves but then I'm going to call down into their darkness and say why don't you come out into the light why don't you come up a little higher out of your despair out of your fear out of your anxiety and step into the light where you can see my glory step into the realm where miracles happen and there is nothing that is impossible. Overcome the darkness and walk into the light and say, I'm coming out because God has called my name. I'm coming out of my grave for God knows where I am. He has found me in my brokenness and spoken over my life. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 37, the first verse. We find what leads up to the passage we already read in verse 11 through 14. Ezekiel says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which is full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. 
Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Now the hand of God takes uh, this man of God, Ezekiel, and he brings him into the valley that is full of dry bones. And God asked him, son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel looks around and he, he realizes that these bones are not just dry, but they are very dry. Oh, this is something that has an event that has taken place over a long period, a long process of time. What he was looking at was not just yesterday's devastation, but it was a lifelong event. It was something that was long and drug out. And as he looked around, he said, this has been in a bad shape for a long time. And things have been bad for a very long time. He looked and the bones are scattered here and the bones are scattered there. There's not even a skeleton to be seen. They're just scattered. The parts are here and there and everywhere and in his mind I don't know exactly what he was thinking but the only answer he could give was oh Lord God thou knowest can I tell somebody here in the house of the Lord this morning I cannot fix you I cannot do anything to make you better there's not a cure that I can offer to you of my own knowledge but this one thing I can offer to you that God knows exactly where you are and he knows exactly what you need can I tell you God said man of God you ought to preach to him prophesy to them bones and you tell them what I say you tell them bones to listen you tell them bones to hear ye the word of the Lord and if you're ever going to live if you're ever going to survive you're going to have to hear the word of God if you're ever going to come out of your grave you're going to have to listen to the voice of God. You're going to have to hear, thus saith the Lord, thus saith God. You were called out to be a chosen and a peculiar people. Can I tell you, there's sometimes that we have to preach in the graveyard. There's sometimes we look at situations Pastor Moore, and we don't know exactly how they're going to work out. But all we know to do is just keep preaching the word of the Lord. Just lend our ear and say, God, what is it that you're wanting to say today? How is it that you're wanting to move in the spirit today? Oh, can I tell you, God said, I want you to prophesy to them bones, Ezekiel. And you tell them there's about to be a change coming. There's something in the wind. There's something stirring. And there's something moving. Man of God, let them know that the wind's about to blow again and there's some things that are going to come together and when that begins to happen nobody can stop it nobody can intervene but I'm the one that's doing it you just speak the word and I'm going to bring life God said you're going to live and you're going to breathe the breath of life again it's not over
Right now, all the man of God has is a word. He has yet to open his mouth and begin to proclaim the word of God. It's a sad thing to think about. But if Ezekiel would have never opened his mouth and preached, the dry bones would have never come together again. If the man of God had not listened to the voice of God and opened his mouth and proclaimed the word of God, there would have never been life in that valley again. There would still be a valley full of dead, dry bones. Can I tell you what God's looking for? God's looking for men and women to come down with a holy bonus. It says if God said they can live, they can live. If God said there's life in this graveyard, then there's life in this graveyard. If God said I'm coming out, then I'm coming out. If God said this is no longer my home, then I'm moving to a higher place. I'm coming out of this dry valley into a place of worship into a place where there's victory in the presence of God God had already told Ezekiel what he was going to do he said I'm going to bring life to them I'm going to bring them together I'm going to put the skin on them. I'm going to put the flesh on them. Put the sinews on them. And I'm going to put my breath in them. And notice in verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Can I tell you when God does it, he does it right. Can I tell you when God does it, he does it right. Oh, he doesn't mess up. He doesn't make mistakes. He didn't put a hip bone way on down to an ankle bone. But he done it just like it needed to be done. He put it in order just like it needed to happen. And can I tell you if there's chaos in your life, there's a God that knows how to put things back in their proper order. Order, back in their proper perspective back where they belong if you've got some things out of balance God knows how to balance it back up God knows how to preach and speak into your life and give you direction and give you soundness come on somebody you want to let the devil know God's putting it together and when God puts it together it's not easily broken when God mends it he mends it right when he puts it in order it is settled it is established by the mighty word of God Yeah, when I beheld, boy, he's looking. Lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them from covered them above. But there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I want to stop right here just for a moment. God had already told Ezekiel, I'm going to put breath in them. And I'm going to put life in them. And then Ezekiel opens his mouth. 
And he begins to preach and prophesy the word of God. And things come together. It looks like a human. It lays there. It's got all the attributes of a human. But still there is no breath in its body. There's no breath in its lungs. And then... The second time, God tells him to prophesy, but now prophesy to the wind. God had already told him that there would be life, but it didn't come with the first uh, spoken word. It didn't come the first time he opened his mouth and began to declare, declare the word of the Lord. But that did not stop him from believing when God said, now prophesy to the wind and tell it to come breathe upon these slain. And I tell somebody tonight, you might not find it. Oh, and just one coming into the house of God. You might not understand everything after just a couple of times. But you just got to keep coming and keep pouring your heart out to God. Saying, I know you said it. And if you said it, you're going to do it. I'm going to keep letting the preacher preach to me. I'm going to keep opening up my ears to the word of God. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people in the house of the Lord that look the part, but they're laying down in the house of the Lord. There's a lot of people that come through the doors that looks like everything's in order. But their breath is gone out of them. Their breath is knocked out of them. And they feel dead even in the house of the Lord. But God told Ezekiel, it's time for you to prophesy to those that are laying down. And prophesy to that wind. And let them know there's a breath that's about to come. And the word of God says, so I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they lived and stood upon their feet. And exceeding great army. Can I tell you when he begins to prophesy there's a shaking and there's a noise and everything comes together and then the word of the Lord goes forth and says I'm not finished yet. I want to put life in you. I want to put breath in you. I want to give you a hope. I want to let you know you laid down long enough. It's time to rise up like a mighty army. Like a mighty army. It's as I'm going forth in the name of the Lord. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Can I tell you what we need in the house of the Lord this morning? We don't need might. You don't need my power. But what you need is the spirit of the Lord to come breathe life into you. What you need is for the Holy Ghost to reach down to where you are and rob your grave and call you by name and say it's time to come out in the sun. It's time to leave darkness behind. It's time to lay aside every weight and every sin that would so easily beset you and walk in the light as ye are of the light. Can I let you know we serve a God that robs Christ. 
Would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord? My wife would make her way to the music. That word spirit that Zechariah talked about means wind, breath, exhalation, or air. Zerubbabel, I want to let you know the only way you're going to make it the only way you're going to accomplish the work of God is if you let the Spirit of God move and work in your life. I wonder, would you help me talk to God right now all across this house? We serve a God that robs graves. Can I tell you that He's here today, right now, to move and work in somebody's life. To move and work in somebody's situation. They said we're cut off, God. Nobody even knows where we are. But God said, when I reach down and open up your grave and call you out by name, then you'll know that I am your God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I wonder what somebody begin to call on the name of Jesus right now all across this house. Hallelujah. Come on, would you begin to lift up the name of the Lord all across this place? God, we love you. God, we glorify you, Jesus. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What's it look like from where you're standing? It looks like a lot of dry bones to me, Lord. It looks like a, like a lot of death, a, a lot of destruction, a lot of chaos. I, I, I don't see a clear direction, Lord. I, I don't see a clear path. All I see is scattered bones where the wolves and the scavengers have come in and taken things away, that taken parts away and now it's incomplete. But God says, I, I see it over there. Let me bring it back, back over here. Let me position it right back where it belongs. And I want to preach. I want to preach to that wolf this morning. Tell you that you've tried to scatter and you've tried to devour and you've tried to separate. But God said your days have been numbered. Come on, let's lift our hands, let's lift our voices together all across the house of the Lord. Oh, come on, all across the house of the Lord. He Jesus. Come on, somebody ought to let the devourer know this morning you've taken all you're going to take. 
You've scattered all you're going to take because Jesus is in the graveyard and he's preaching to the graves that he has busted open wide and he's bringing unity and he's bringing clarity like never before even here in what would seem to be a bad situation and what would seem to be a hopeless situation Jesus says I'm here to do a work I'm here to open up every grave and call you out of darkness into my marvelous light In Luke chapter 7, verse 11, it says, And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when it came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much of the people of the city was with her now the fact that this woman was a widow gave, gives even more significance to the fact that this is her only son who has passed away it was the custom for the widow to be taken care of by the eldest son now the only son is being carried to the grave outside of the city and when the Lord saw her he had compassion on her said unto her weep not and he came and touched the bier and they that bare him stood still and he said young man I say unto thee arise and he that was dead set up and began to speak he delivered him to his mother. Nain means a home, pasture, a pleasant place. But here she is. Maybe she was thinking, this was supposed to be a pleasant thing in my life. This was supposed to be a pleasant place for me. But now all I carry is a heavy load. Jesus walked up to that funeral receptacle. It was a coffin. It means a heap or a load. And he stops. Stops it and he says, you know what? I'm about to do something. I'm about to speak over this young man and bring life back into this lifeless body. Can I preach to somebody here in the house of the Lord this morning? That the devil has felt as though he has triumphed over you. And said, look what I'm carrying to the grave. Look what you thought was once alive. I've got it here inside this coffin. And now all it is for you is a heavy, a heavy weight, a heavy load. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to place it. Cover it up. It's dead. It's finished. It's gone. But then Jesus shows up. 
And Jesus says, no, no, no. That's not the way it's going to be today. That's not the way the story is going to end today. But before it ever makes it to the graveyard, I'm about to step in and intervene and rob the grave before it ever has a chance to hold this body. I want to tell somebody here tonight, this morning rather, that in you are some things that are dying. In you are some things that are on their last leg. But it is God's will that you allow Him to strengthen those things that remain. It's God's will that you allow Him to revive you. It's God's will that you allow Him to speak over your life. It's God's will that you allow him to stop everything that's going on in you and say, would you just settle down for a moment and let me talk over your situation and let me speak over your life. Quit letting your mind run crazy with excuses and things that seem like it's never going to work out and just listen. this was supposed to be a pleasant place God but why do I feel such hurt why do I feel such rejection come on let's pray together all across this house would you do that hallelujah all across this place come on all across this house I wonder would you lift your voice for real God help us, Jesus. God help us, Jesus. Can I tell you, the devil's stolen enough from you already. You've allowed the devil to take enough out of your home already. You've allowed the devil to take and to take and to take. But come on, you've got to let God stand up on, uh, on, on your behalf this morning. You've got to let his word penetrate your heart. Let it penetrate down to the deepest, darkest places. And allow him to speak life over you. Allow him to walk in your life. Allow him to move in your situation. And say, hey, I've got a word of revival. I've got a word of restoration. Restoration that says you shall live and not die. You're gonna know I'm your deliverer when I call you out of your grave, when I call you out of your loneliness, when I call you out of your confusion. You're gonna know. I wonder, would you make your way down to this altar right now? Lamentation is three twenty-one says this I recall to my mind therefore have I hope it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness how can the preach to you about a God that robs graves come to tell you about a God that robs graves Jeremiah said, I want to tell you one thing. It's because of the Lord's mercies. They were not consumed. His compassions fell not. Every morning when I get up, they're made new. Every morning when I rise, there's something that rises with me. And that's the mercies of the Lord. I'd be consumed if it had not been for Jesus. I'd be devoured if it had not been for Jesus. 
But Jesus said, I got my hand on your life. I got my hand on your life. I see what Satan's carting out of your life. I see his triumphal exit uh, as he's trying to make his way out uh, with something valuable to you, with something meaningful to you. Uh, Oh, but I'm here to let the devil know uh, you can't have our peace. uh, You can't have our joy. uh, You can't have our restoration. uh, You can't have our revival. uh, You can't have our sons and daughters. uh, You can't have the backsliders that have walked out of these doors uh, and said, I will never come back. Uh, You can't have the broken that feel so messed up that they don't know where to go you can't have them devil they belong in the presence of a deliverer they belong in the presence of a savior they belong in the presence of a God that is able to breathe life upon that which was dead he's able to bring us out of darkness into his glorious marvelous light Some of you aren't where you need to be and you know it. And God knows it. You ought to search your soul. You ought to search down deep in your spirit and say, God, those things that have been covered up in my life, uncover them, God. Those things that Satan's tried to kill in me, God, revive Oh, there's some things that I got right in my life, preacher. There's some things that I'm still doing right. I understand that. But you've got to strengthen those things that are dying. You've got to strengthen those things that are at the point of giving up the, the, the breath that's left in them. You've got to let Jesus breathe life back over you. You've got to let Jesus breathe life back into your faithfulness. You've got to let Jesus breathe life back over righteousness in your life. You gotta let Jesus breathe life back over separation in your life from the world. You gotta let Jesus do it in you. Come on, mama. Pray for your babies. Come on, daddy. Pray for your children. Oh, God, have your way. Come on. Come on. Oh, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. God can reach into any drug addict's life and deliver them. God can reach down into any alcoholic's life and deliver them. Come on.
Are you thankful this morning that we have a God that loves us so much that he's willing to step between us in that appointed time in the grave to bring a word, to bring a visitation, to bring a touch, to intercept, give us an opportunity to live, to be made victorious and overcome. God's got a will and a purpose for our lives. Oh, the devil wants to destroy us. He's a liar and the father of all lies. He's about destroying and tearing down. And, but you know what? God's the mender. Amen. He's the one that can build. He's the one that can tear down walls, but he's also the one that can build them. He's the one that can make a way where there seemeth to be no way. I just seem, seem, seem to overcome. Oh, yeah. The love of this God, the kindness, the long-suffering, the mercy, the powers of his grace. The Bible puts it this, this way in one place. that where sin abound, grace much more abound. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for the word today. Prophesy. Preach to him. Let's get a hold of the vision. Let's get a hold of what God wants to do in this end time. God wants to pour His Spirit out upon all flesh. Huh. I want to be a part of that. How about you? My, what a word we've heard today. The presence of the Lord. Don't underestimate what's happening here. Don't underestimate what's building here. Coming forth. Ah, what a mighty God. What a mighty Savior. I'm telling you, we're living in a world today that needs, needs some people that's stable, that's grounded, that's settled. It's got their minds made up. Bishop Odom and all the instructions that he's been given to us and the we on the second series of man the fault of his uh, teachings man he's driving that home time and time and time and time again you've got to get settled you've got to get anchored huh. i'm telling you in shaking times we're in the end time wars and rumors of wars you see what's going on with russia you see what's going on in ukraine it's a time to be stirred it's a time Amen. To say this is the day. Now is the time. Now is the hour. I want to make my calling election sure. I don't want it to be iffy. I don't want people to have to. Can I say this? I don't want people to, in my time when I depart here. They got to, they got to maybe by some way, some form. Maybe, 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 maybe. We got a little hope. Maybe, maybe, maybe the grace. No. No. Huh. I believe if you look at your apostles, amen. There was no doubt where they was going. When you're willing to be crucified and you're willing to be hung upside down and you're willing for your head to be cut off, there was no question of their eternity and their destination. The Bible's very plain when it talks about death. It took the sting out. We shouldn't fear it. Be prepared and ready. 
when that moment comes, that hour comes. And there's nothing greater you can leave your family. All the money in the world can't buy it. All the positions and lands that you own, that you give back to inheritance, can't put what, knowing that you're right with your maker and right with God and leaving a pathway that they can follow, an example that they can follow the footsteps of and find that final destination and experience that same inheritance. It's more important than anything else. Even though we're living in a time where everything seems to be bombarding us and attacking us, with God's grace and mercy and help, by His Spirit, we're going to win. We're going to win. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Rouse, for the Word of God today. What a word. What a message. Praise God. Love and appreciate them, this good family. Appreciate each one of you. Tonight, 5.30 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. Then Monday and Tuesday night, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Man, God's just throwing out His blessings on us. It's good to see you. It's good to have you with us today. God bless you. We'll see you tonight. God bless you.